Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mark Hockman. The Grimace died today, so sorry if I'm a little short with you. Is French onion soup a soup? Channing Crowder. Can you have a bar mitzvah at 30? Black people invented sandwiches. Alejandro Solana. Uh, a, a lot while... Christmas Eve the 24th? Yeah, this year I think it falls on the 24th. Mm-hmm. Have to check. Man, let me put it that is. in the calendar. Yeah. Let me check. Yep, 24th this year. Okay, cool. Sports. Jimmy, hit him with it. Yeah, boy! Yeah, boy! You gonna eat that cornbread? More sports. Would John Denver like me? He's dead for like 30 years. So, no. I don't even know how they get the rib inside the throw. How do that? The most sports. As my friend Tom Hanks once said in the movie Sully, birds. Feet are a nasty part of the body. Mm, of course you hate feet. You have ass on your foot. The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. Here we are on a Tuesday, Hollywood Kia, home of the no dealer fee. That's why Hollywood Kia is number one. Kia, proud partner of the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I am out here on a nice, cool, windy Tuesday. And to my right, Javon Holland, who the Dolphins could have used on the field last night. To my further right, Channing Crowder is here. And then directly across from me at the table is Channing's dad, Randy Crowder. He's looking good. We've got a crew. I've got Tree behind me. He is keeping guard on a giant pizza that was brought to us by Mitchell, the general manager here at Hollywood Kia. Today's also a Ticket Wizard Tuesday. Traffic tickets happen to everyone. Don't let it ruin your day. Go to TicketWizard.com. Stop worrying about it. Five minutes could save you more than $500 on your next ticket. So, few things going on. I know a lot of people are tuning in. They want to talk Dolphins. Javon Holland is here with us. We're going to talk Dolphins. Uh, today is our company holiday party. Yeah. So, Crowder and I will be on from 2 till 4. And then, uh, and, and Javon, you're sticking with us for the entire two hours, right? Oh, the whole, the whole train ride. Whole train ride. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Chappelle will take over for us from four till six. I'm bringing Randy to the holiday party. I hope they know. I'm only coming to the holiday party because Randy's coming. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Don't let Randy in. We turn it around. I was telling Randy to have that funky boot up, the beer wall. That's the right. Taps. Yeah. We, we were trying He's to go gonna through Put a chair right in front of one of those barrels. (laughs) We're going to go through them all. (laughs) So we've got the holiday party. So an abbreviated show for me and CC Crowder. He takes the stand-up stage on Thursday at the Improv. We're going to talk about that today. 
We've got the toy drive at the Lester hey. H. White Boys and Girls Club in Fort Lauderdale this Friday. We're going to need your help. So we'll talk about that today. Limp Biscuit coming to the, I, I think, Financial Amphitheater. We're giving away tickets every single day this week. That's a Live Nation show. We gave the, away a pair yesterday. The Nookie. They did it all for the Nookie. We did it all for the Nookie, Jamal. The Nookie. I heard that a couple times. So you can take that cookie. <laughs> I heard that a couple times. <laughs> and uh, yesterday. Our life was based around it. Obviously, the Dolphins had a dub, and then all of a sudden it was an L. There was a cavalcade of crap. Um, Tyreek got injured. Connor Williams got injured. Javon wasn't playing. Bradley Chubb had a killer penalty. Dolphins had the fumble in the red zone. I guess it was a bad uh, uh, snap between yes. uh Tua and uh, Liam Eikenberg at that point. Then the muff punt, they got it back. That was a that was a roller coaster. There was a delay of game on oh. the offense for abrupt movement. I mean, there there was a cavalcade of crap. So, and I will tell you, Dolphins up 27-13, 3.59 left in the game. ESPN Stats and Info has the Dolphins with a 99.7% win probability. The Titans are the first NFL team ever to be down 14 points with less than 255 left in the game and win the game without overtime because they went for two yeah, right. and then they were up uh, they were only down six and the uh, the extra point put them there so Javon Holland Dolphin safety was inactive yesterday yep. so how, how difficult let's start here how difficult is it now I'm, I'm gonna talk personally I'm, I'm gonna go through the prism of you personally then we'll get to team stuff right um how difficult is it to watch the game slipping away and you can't be out there? Uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I saw myself more as a coach than a player uh, having any effect on the game. So I'm trying to – I'm seeing the game unravel, trying to give the information to my teammates in live time and uh, seeing the other team, you know, do what they did but also it turned around so quick like the momentum of the game switched from us having the momentum from the muff punt to then Chubb's fumble recovery off the the fumble and um and then we get the ball back we score back to back with Raheem then it's like okay now we're up two scores three minutes left and then it just slowly they put two drives together that were precision their game management was elite like between them being able to call the call timeouts, get out of bounds, the route combinations, um, how they decided to use D Hop in the last couple of in the last couple of plays. Like their offensive pass game coordinator really put a elite, elite last two drives together. And it's frustrating to see that on the sideline because you're seeing everything happen. All the tendencies line up, which you go through during the week and then, you know, you get into the crucial part where you wish that all the preparation during the week leads up to this point and you hope that you know, all those important parts that we talk about then come to people's minds as the play unravels. But, you know, any given Sunday, they pull your car and they just happen to get the best the best of our players. So it's frustrating for sure. And then on being on one side only of the ball, not being able to affect the other side or know, you know, really what's going on on the other side, it's like both, both frustrating and you're kind of just like feel helpless. So, man, just that, I mean, hey, that's the way that ball is, you know, you – they did literally the unthinkable. Ninety nine point seven percent chance to win the game with two or two fifty left. That's crazy, and they did it. Got it done. Will Levis, you know DeAndre Hopkins. I tip my hat to them boys because they figured it out. 
Vrabel, too. And, Javon, it's funny because people ask me today, why couldn't you do this to D-Hop? Why couldn't you do that to D-Hop? But on the other side, people say, why couldn't you do this to Tyreek Hill? Why can't you do that to Tyreek? And Tyreek's leading the league in everything, MVP candidate. Right. But to that point, like, I, I try to explain to people – Playing a Randy Moss, playing, I'll go through it, Andre Johnson. When yep. I, Andre hit me for three touchdowns one time in Houston on me on a, uh, what is it, a, a snag seven with a, with, a, with a stutter on the mic. Yep. Andre embarrassed me and won the game on me. But it's like, stop him. Just do this. Just do that. It's a lot harder than say, just do this. It is so much harder. And, and, and seeing him in live time, seeing Diop in live time, he is an elite, elite receiver. There are things that he does, initiating contact, able to pull, uh, pull like in, in the route. Like you saw with X, when X going up for the pick, and he pulls his arm down. But you can't even see it in, in live time because it's so sneaky and, and, and crafty. Like you can't, stop some, you can't stop somebody like that. You can only hope to slow them down. That was OPI, you, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you can't see it unless you slow the thing. You slow the camera down, and but then again, it's like, do I risk? Because on the replay, it's like, do I risk throwing the, the challenge flag down, losing a timeout? We're gonna need those timeouts. So, yeah, that was a hell of a play. But you can't slow somebody like that down. Just like you can't slow Tyreek down. You can only hope to maybe get the quarterback off his drop or like off his spot. You know what I mean? Speed up his cadence. So, but they were they were finding them. You know what I mean? It's it's difficult. They're elite players. Like. It's, 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 it's frustrating. It is. It really is. It was difficult to watch. I didn't play the game. And I know you prowling the sidelines as that defense. I mean, Will Levis looks like he's Peyton Manning out there. Just zip, zip, zip. But in the first half, in. he looked like Cooper Manning. <laughs> <laughs> like, where did he come from? But, I, but they did. They got it together. But I, it, was there a point? When you guys are up 14, did you have any thought like, hey, this game's not over, or had you kind of rung it up already? No, nah, no. Nah, we, we knew. We knew that the game wasn't going to be over. I mean, it was, it was 10 to 7 at halftime, and defense was the only one that scored. And then we go in, and def- we don't score until the last couple of minutes of the fourth quarter. So I knew that the whole game, it was going to end up falling on defense. And we all knew that as a unit. And we just kept going out there, going out there. And then, of course, you know, we had opportunities to make impact plays, and we left them on the field. X is undercut. He ends up dropping it. He stepped out of bounds. Like, you know, we're taking adva- we have to take advantage of those opportunities. The ball is in the air. The way he's throwing the ball on the- all these deep balls for the safeties alone, like, we have to go-, go and get the rock. Like, we have to come down with the ball. So that part right there alone is frustrating for me is because I'm out there. I'm seeing the plays happen. I'm seeing the ball in the air the way it is, how we practicing during the week and how we're attacking the ball. And then we get into the game and it's like we're just – we're not – it's like we're frantic to make tackles, but we're not frantic to go get the rock. And we're DBs. We're not linebackers. We're not DNs. We're not, you know what I'm saying, nose guards. So it's frustrating because I know that they got that in them and I've seen them do it before. It's just, you know, they're just not in the right mindset. And in, in that specific point, like smell the ball out, go get it. So we got to just take advantage of the opportunities we got. And, bro, it's Derrick Henry – is a large human. Bro, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I've seen Bo Scarborough. question. Bro, I, I, I've, never seen, I've never seen nothing like that. I've seen Bo Scarborough in person. He went to Alabama because he's, he's a lot younger. Yeah. But Derrick Henry, bro, I was on the sideline during the warm-ups, and I seen all the line, like all the D linemen, all the O linemen warming up, 
and I'm looking in the little warm-up lines across, and Derrick Henry is just, like, a little <laughs> bit above everybody. I'm like, bro, that's the running back? <laughs> it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. And that's the thing. The, like, the approach to it, because Steven Jackson, he was a monster. I played AP. Adrian Peterson was yep. a monster. Yep. But just that approach, cause, and I was linebacker. I was 250, so it was like that was my job. Right, right. But you see those guys come up, and they're like, hey, Keep him out inside the five on the Wildcat on the fourth quarter touchdown. They're, they're arguing and people keep him out. I'm like, bro, this man has these guys by 60 pounds. Like, what what do you do when Derrick Henry's leaning on the three? Not to mention he lined up six yards in the backfield, so he got to run and start. <laughs> got ahead of what you want me to do? You got a head of steam and he's 100 pounds heavier than me. Come on, bro. And he's 6'6". Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it like I mean, we we do that all the time with Kansas City? Like, oh, you're in the end zone. Just just stop Travis Kelsey. You're fine. Well, you can't stop Travis Kelsey because he's Travis Kelsey, yeah. and it's coming from home. Yeah. yeah. AP had half of my body numb one game. <laughs> Bro. I thought I just had the stinger. It's going to bounce back. <laughs> I'm sitting at halftime. My right arm is numb. Keep I going. can't feel my fingers. Like, I'm yeah, like, you. Am, did he kill me? <laughs> am, I, am, I <laughs> am I in the ambulance right now? <laughs> anyway, Javon Holland is going to be with us for two hours up until 4 o'clock. Let's do headlines with Solana. Let's get headlines here for the 2 o'clock hour, and then we'll continue on talking dolphins and comedy and holiday parties and toy drives and all that hoo-ha. These headlines are driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. The Heat did win last night. They held on 116-114 to 114 over the Charlotte Hornets. They'll host the Hornets tomorrow. Then they get the Bulls Thursday and Saturday night. Tonight, the Panthers are riding a three-game win streak. They begin a four-game road trip. They play the Kraken in Seattle tonight, 10 p.m. puck drop. All right. Couple other notes here. Justin Herbert out for the season following yeah, surgery to repair yeah, his that's broken crucial, index man. finger. Not gonna help Brandon Staley's job. Mm-mm. That's crucial. And then just an update on Shohei Otani's contract. I'm sure everybody's seen this, <laughs> but this is wild. <laughs> Has it gone higher? This is wild. But did you see the way it's structured? It's crazy. This is wild. Yeah, yeah this is unprecedented. Um, he's gonna basically take six hundred and eighty million dollars in ten years. His salary for the next 10 years is $2 million. Yeah. And then it's $680 million. When you sent me this, I looked like, from him, I was like, that's dumb from his standpoint. Then I thought about it. If I could have done that with my money, where you give me puppy money until I get mature enough to know how to spend money and then give me $600 million, I think my life might have been better. This might have been his mom's decision. I mean, $2 million a year, plus all the stuff he's making outside of that. That's he's, the thing. He's, he's good. It's not like he's living off $2 million a year. Right. I mean, he's the good. dude has endorsements up the wazoo, and he's made plenty of money yeah. in his baseball career. It's almost like NIL when you say, I'm going to give a young guy all this money at once. No, 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 he's young. Trickle him a little money, and then but when it's he gets not ma- even for it. Like the, when the he whole- gets mature enough to know what he's doing, we'll give him a half a billion. You dollars. saw what happened with the Angels, right? He, he's he's right next to Mike Trout, and they can't win. Now, if you tie up all this money in just Shohei Otani, he's going to be in the same situation. So he says, "I'm only going to take two million dollars a year. That's all. So go get whoever you can to help me." I'm not taking my money till late. This is all about being able to surround him with upper echelon talent yeah. so that they can actually field a World Series team. I mean, it's it's a great luxury to to be able to 
accept that as a player and to be able to do that as an ownership group. Very smart, but in 2033, the team is folding. Right. They had to pay him $700 million. Fully Go ahead now, though, man. <laughs> they better get seven championships. It's $68 million a year. You could spend – Right before I get that $68 million, I'm spending all my cheese just because I got to come back. <laughs> right, right. But I got to come back. big coming. Let me, let me clear it out start from zero here. I got it coming back. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> Javon, they gave me $5 million in my first contract. I had 300000 left when it was over. <laughs> <laughs> Spent it all. You had fun, though. I had a good time. You had fun. <laughs> you had fun. You had fun. I'd been under the bridge if I didn't get that second deal. <laughs> Your old dad, he's shaking his head. Randy oh, had fun, too. He did have fun. <laughs> I'll tell Javon Randy and Tootsie's story later on today. <laughs> Chan, Chan, why is she still at my one? What was, what was Randy's biggest contract in the NFL? Oh, I don't know. You hear six figures, Daddy? Yeah, that's when that, he played with Leroy Selman, was the first million-dollar defensive player. Oh, in Tampa. In Tampa. And oh. guys started to make six figures. Defensive players, you know, normal defense players, not all pros, started making $100,000, and that's when they were they were good. Right. Yeah. Randy could play. I believe it. That's right. He was drafted to the Dolphins. Isn't it the only father-son combo that was drafted the same team? Yeah. 74. 73. Then you were drafted when? And I was drafted in 05. Nah, it yeah. was 74. He was drafted in 74. It was 74. I knew it yeah. was 73 because I was the undefeated season. I yeah. wasn't going to correct my daddy, but he don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> Get him another slice of pizza. Get him another slice of pizza. <laughs> he's doing the math in his head. He's like, you know what? I think I got shorted a year's salary. <laughs> uh, you got the other headline, Solana. <laughs> 74, daddy. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not there, so he's not going to kick my ass, but it was 100% 1974. <laughs> Stand strong from the studio, Solana. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get him mic'd up. We can't hear him. Thank you, Stan. You, <laughs> You'll be writing a book. <laughs> your weather from the Demesman and Dover law firm, youraccidentattorneys.com. I would listen to his show. You should do a father-son podcast. That would be a good oh, pod yeah. right there. Nah, we been and got drunk and went to sleep halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> Crowd and Crowder podcast last 32 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Partly cloudy right now in South Florida. It's around the mid-70s, but tonight the lows will drop into the low to mid 50s gonna be freezing tonight <laughs> at your weather is there a hurricane by you I guys mean, very windy very windy it's we're in a wind tunnel it's breezy out here for sure feels nice javon holland is gonna be with us till four o'clock on the program today holiday shopping is in full force we're at uh, hollywood key up by the way up until four o'clock josh appel will take over for us then crowder and i'll head on over to the company holiday party you're listening to the hawk and crowder show oh no hawk and crowder
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're at uh, Hollywood Kia, and uh, Javon Holland is with us. So last night, did you, you have a tough time sleeping you know, you hear this all the time in the world of sports. A loss is a loss, no matter how bad it is. A win is a win, no matter how good it is. And then you got to get ready for the Jets on Sunday. Like right. there's a, and it's a short week, by yeah. the way. Um, but easier said than done. You get home last night, and what? I knock out. I didn't play, so me personally, I'm upset about the game. But I didn't have a personal hand in the game, so I went. I went to sleep. Very peacefully. As I, I woke up great. I woke up with extra eye boogers in my eyes because I got to sleep in. So, <laughs> But, no, nah, yeah, usually, like, I would be upset about a game if I, like, like the Bills game, for example. There were plays on there that I wish I could take back, but I learned from them. But the night of the game, I was obviously, you know, it was a tough time sleeping because I'm thinking about how I could have done something differently and wanting to get out there and, like, fix it immediately. So that's, like, when I'm restless. But last night I was, I was knocked out. You watch film on the game you don't play in? Yeah, I'm going to watch this game. Yeah. I'm going to watch this game. There's a lot of things to learn from and a lot of ways that they attacked us that we knew that they were going to do, but we still let them off the hook. So it's good to watch to just, you know, like a refresher. You can, can you watch it, though, without saying to yourself, oh, I, I would have been right there or I would have impacted. I mean, I feel like everybody has that in their head when they watch tape, like, nah, I would have made that play. But, um, I mean, no, I'm going to say that for sure. I'm, yeah, I'm going to make that play. Definitely. Because, I mean, I have confidence in myself that I am going to make that play, and I want to. Well, there's a reason you're the number one graded safety in the NFL. It's not because you just say you make the play. I mean, I don't think it's a secret. They could have used him out there. Am I, am I oh, wrong? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, what? Am I? I mean, I Oh, Javon would have helped him, huh? I don't think I'm Hank Stram <laughs> making uh, coaching decisions, but, yeah, they could have. I, I guess I'd, I'm remiss if I don't ask you. What is your status for Sunday? How are you feeling, and what what is the, the nature of your injury? Yeah, so – it's two uh, sprained MCLs. It's, you know, it's taking longer than I thought it was, but this is, like, my first, like, legitimate injury that I've had in my career. I, you know, I've, I've been blessed to evade, like, serious injuries. So, um, yeah, it's a long process, man. You know, it's, it's ligaments. It's not muscles and like that. So it's taking a while. I'm day-to-day, just, you know, slowly improving. I was running last week, so I'm getting there. I'm getting there, and I'm optimistic about this week. I'm, I am really excited because, I, you know, I do have a chance to come back. And uh, But, yeah, I'm just – I'm fighting to get back as soon as possible, especially because we're, we're taking on a lot of injuries, um, especially in the secondary. So I want to be able to help as much as possible in games that we need, especially in December. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. 
And and like what? Because last night, all they talked about, I obviously, I know you were on the field, but I was watching it on TV. I don't go to the game no more. People talk to me a lot. Right. <laughs> I can watch the game. I get it. What do you think I, I about this? It. What do you think about that? Like, what do you think about it? I'm watching the game. Leave me alone. But no, but no, watching it was like y'all, y'all could have um, first seed in the AFC, first seed in the AFC, home field advantage and all that. And it's not gone. So like you coming off right. that game, and I was never in this situation. That's why I'm asking the question where it's still there. So you have that down, but then also that up of, hey, we tighten up. We still got four games left. Right. Win three of these things, right. and we're the number one seed in the AFC. Right. Like, does is it hard to to get that in your mind where it's twelve hours after a loss? Yeah, it's hard to think about because you're not really in that mindset. You're not really like we still got an opportunity. It's more like, damn, like we just lost. Like, what can we fix to then come back next week and win again? You know what I mean? It's not necessarily the grand scheme of things. It's more focused on how can we fix this game and what we did in this game to then improve next week. Um, but like you said, like even though it was a bad loss and we're frustrated about it, it's never as bad as it seems on tape. And it's, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that is a good point though. Like even even with all of the antics and losing and everything like that, we're still in a position to put ourselves in a good position for the playoffs and there's so on and you know so on and so forth. So it, it's funny because it, it is a saying, and honestly, I believe that. What is it? It's never as good as you think it is. It's never as bad as you think it is. Yeah. So why do we take the bad out of that? Because you, well, you recent, can humble recency yourself. Bias, recency bias. We do it. After the Denver game, we said, I mean, we were doing the show from the top of the tent going, I dare anyone to take a shot at us. But like, this we knew is the we most. weren't scoring 70 every Did game. Did we? I wasn't we, certain. I thought they'd have another <laughs> chance to break the record. I, I, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. It's recency bias. But, the, the wins feel so great right coming after them. The loss, is, and last night was a brutal one. It's not the typical loss. Like, it's a, it's a dub up until it's the L. So I, I I just think it's recent. But it's not bias. just but just not dolphins, not play, just human nature where we we the good times we we can't see it, but the bad times. We're like, oh. Right. No, you're well, right. You're right. We're right. We don't we don't glorify the times being good because we're worried to prepare about the times being bad, and when the times are bad, we're reflecting on the bad times, ignoring the good times that are within the bad times. So I agree with you, man. Yeah. I do agree. Why is that? I don't know. Human I change nature. it. I change it. I'm not like that. Human nature. I think I'm the best looking dude in the world. <laughs> well, there's a difference between being optimistic and delusional. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you understand what I'm saying, Randy? Anywhere yeah, I walk, I'd be like, man, they all looking at me, man. <laughs> I'm married, ladies. <laughs> I'd be at the old folks' home. <laughs> I'm married, ladies. Uh, what about the locker room last night, though? Is, is the locker room like... You guys get off the field. I'm imagining, I wasn't there last night, I'm imagining that place is just lit, right? Yeah. It's Monday night. Dolphins fans haven't had a season like this in the longest. It and wasn't. we're all buying in. They had the drones. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's really like a coming out party. You know, it's like you're, you're, you're just like letting go of all these demons that have plague Dolphins fans for a long time so that place has to be just bubbling with energy and I'm yeah. sure the players you feel that you're feeding off it or whatever but now take us to you're walking off the field into the tunnel into the locker room after that loss uh, after Tua got sacked it was like such a sudden just like oh that's it the game's over and everybody's like you could just feel the whole crowd and the team just oh damn you know what I mean going into the locker room everybody's kind of the same like how did we just like let that slip out of our hands in the last two minutes. And then we bring it up, we talk, yada, 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 and then everybody kind of starts going around powwow and like, hey, like, even though it's lost, we lost, it is what it is, it's behind us, 
it's one game, you know, let's improve from it. And that was the that's the gist. And then this morning, same thing in the locker room. Everybody's like, hey, you know, let's talk about what we did, how we lost. But other than that, like, we can't control it. When we took the L, 9-4, let's move Is, is that your kind of role last night, though, where you've got to kind of keep the guys' heads up? Like, because you said you kind of had a coach's mentality last night. So did did you kind of take that upon yourself when you get to the locker room? Uh, no, nah, I didn't take I didn't take my that that approach to, like, hey, like, you know, keep your head up. I took it as, like, look at what you did wrong and fix it. Because this later into the season, we can't be sugarcoating anything. Like, hey, it's all right. Like, nah. If you messed up, you messed up. Focus on what you messed up on. And now you got something to work on this week. Like, you got things to improve uh, because you messed up in the game. So use that and be better next week. That was my mindset. Might have been different when I played. But dudes that weren't playing better not say nothing to me after the game. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all y'all team might be different. Nah, I mean, like, if I'm out there bleeding, my neck sore, I'd have broke my pinky. Yeah, and yeah. now you come to me talking about, come on, crowd, man, you missed that tackle in a second. I might have dove on you. No, nah, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but it's not like it's not like I'm calling out specific plays. I'm like, like it's a it's a conversation amongst amongst teammates, right? So I'm not like going out there like, hey, you should have did this or you should have did that. Like, they asking me, like, what did you see? And I'm telling them, okay, I saw this. and But I'm not just going to go up to nobody. Because I, I know for a fact that if I'm playing and I did all that and then we lost and they come up to me, hey, you should have did this. I, man, you strap them up then. If you, you going out there, strap them up then. So, yeah. You know so much. Why ain't you in the game? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What Vic Fangio say to the defense after the game? Has he talked to the uh, – or today? Uh, he didn't really say much. I mean, it was like more more Mike talking to the team, just about sticking together um, and then using this as fuel to, you know, push us through the, the rest of the season and into the postseason. But we, Mike, Vic didn't really say much. It was it was more like a whole team thing. Was the message today, hey, that was yesterday, you got to worry about the Jets? Today we just lifted in the morning. We're going to meet on, on Thursday because we're off tomorrow. Today we just came in, lift, watch the team, watch the film uh, as, a, as a unit or watch, watch the film individually and then come in on Thursday. And then we'll talk about it. Because we had like kind of like two days in one on Thursday because it's a short week. You like them lift days, don't you? <laughs> you big as hell. Bro. You got that tight ass shirt on. Where's the third one? You know, it's a little cold outside. It's all right, man. Goodness. I go to the grocery store too. Ladies, why are you looking at me? I'm just shopping. No. I, know. I got a girlfriend at home, no? <laughs> Don't go in my public. I don't want you in my public. What city you in? I'm in David. Okay, I'm in Plantation. You all right? Oh, okay, we safe. I yeah. stay out your territory. <laughs> I come to your Whole Foods, though. Yep. <laughs> What's that? What is that? That five ninety five? Yeah, that right. Yep. Right where they got Yak. That's my Whole Foods. I go Whole Foods. <laughs> I'll read you uh, a couple of things from Twitter last night from Dolphins reporters. Marcel-Louis Jacques, who covers the Dolphins for ESPN, he says, per next-gen stats, Tua Tungavailoa was pressured on 39% of his dropbacks tonight and sacked five times. When facing pressure, Tua completed four of 11 passes for 27 yards. Without pressure, Tua was 19 of 22 for 213 yards. Mm. It's not surprising, though, right? Any quarterback that faces pressure is going to have worse stats than when they have a lot of time to find open receivers. Right. That's a realistic thought process. Right. Like, I mean, that's – I don't know if – because I know – Two is still a guy that brings out criticism. We've talked about it. Yeah. You still see it on the uh, on the morning television sports shows. Um, as good as I think he is or as good as you think he is, there are people who are just waiting, and they look at that stat, and they go, you see, he's not elite. He just needs a ton of time. 
they're waiting for nobody to say that. But I would guarantee in those in those non-pressure situations, those were the two and a half second stuff because Tua gets the ball out of his hands, one of the fastest in the league. So that two and a half seconds, that's when it's schemed up. That's when they have the they they know and Tua it's already. I want to say. Just, you know, already decided where he's throwing the ball, but you can tell when they know where the ball's going, and that's right. when you see it. When Tua starts scrambling around, when something goes wrong, breakdown of plays, is when you see Tua get sacked and when you see those numbers go from 2-5 to 4. And I would say that's where, not even criticism of Tua, but that's where his numbers will go down because his offense, honestly, is not based around holding the ball for four or five seconds. Absolutely. I think I, I agree with you 100%. I think offense in itself is all timing. And like you said, if something is breaking down or there's pressure in his face, it's something that's gone wrong, of course, and he's trying to get the ball off. But there's, there's a situation where he can't he can't move or he's, he's trying to make a quick decision. So then, obviously, his percentages are going down. I think that's more of a testament to the Titans and them getting pressure on him rather than it is the Tua because any quarterback facing – under being under pressure like that is going to face some some difficulty. Even if they're big and they stand in the pocket and can deliver the ball, they're still going to have some difficulty getting it out. Marcel-Louis Jacques also tweets out, and this is one of those where you look at some of the numbers from last night and you go, how did that happen? Derrick Henry scored twice but had 34 yards on 17 carries, minus 22 rushing yards over expectation per next-gen stats. And then Marcel-Louis Jacques points out, and the Dolphins lost this game. If I told you going into the game, you're going to hold Derrick Henry to 34 yards on 17 carries, and Will Levis is the quarterback. And he, while we saw in three minutes yesterday that he's got some very good, uh, very good potential, um, if I told you Derrick Henry was going to be held to 34 yards, you'd say, "Yeah, they got this." I let Javon go first. Um. Yeah. I mean. He's going to say it very politically correct. I got mm-hmm. something for you. I mean, you also got DeAndre Hopkins on the team. True. You know what I mean? Uh, he reminded you last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot. mean, dude, like, it's it's hard, It's a hard, you know, comeback to that because obviously you look at the one, that's one of their elite players, and if you hold him to those many, that many carries with, you know, 34 yards, you're thinking, okay, we, we kind of got the game in the bag, which we did. And then you got DeAndre Hopkins, so that's what I think about it. I mean, I don't they were bashing Derrick Henry's damn head in. They came out, and I don't even know. I ain't talked to Javon about this. I guarantee Vic and them challenged them, saying they're going to run the ball downhill. They have a young quarterback. They're not going to want to put it in his hands. They're going to get the ball to Derrick Henry 40 times, and he's going to embarrass y'all. And they stepped up. They were when I, Whenever Derrick Henry gets tackled for a loss, Hawk, that's when I am surprised. He's too damn big to get tackled in the backfield. If he leans forward – Half of his body weight, he'll get back to the line of scrimmage. They were playing hellified run defense. They were coming up. That damn David Long, I don't know how much he weighs. He plays like he's 260. probably weighs about 190. And he was coming up. They were bashing him. I remember Mick Chug had about two tackles flaws. They played the run amazing. I was surprised. I won't speak for anybody else. I was surprised that Will Levis could do what he did. I was surprised that Will Levis was throwing them ropes out there one-on-one to de-hopping them boys. I said the same thing. We talked about it last week. Derrick Henry's going to carry this team to a win if they win. Right. I said it. I said they have to. He'll run the ball 40 times. If they win, he's going to have 180, 175, 180. He had 34 yards. No one thought Will Levis was about to do what he did last night. And he did. Uh, ben Volan from the Boston Globe tweeted this out. Now, this was a version of tweets and comments that I saw all last night. But he says, the second quarter is making it pretty clear Tyreek is the Dolphins' MVP, not Tua. That's another issue that has been debated ad nauseum for a couple of weeks. 
the Dolphins have two legitimate MVP candidates. Which one is it? Is it Tyreek? Is it Tua? Crowder, you saw it last night. They are a different team without Tua, without Tyreek out there. Oh, 100%. And that offense, you can see the, the fear that Tyreek puts in people. You can see what the defenses do. You can see how the defenses jump. You can see how the safeties rotate or don't rotate. They just want to stay too high because they don't know where he's going to end up after the play. You could see the difference in the defensive approach when Tyreek was on the sideline to when he was in the game. I agree. No. I agree. I mean, and it, it's, it, it's it's justified, though. It's the truth. Yeah, it's justified. Well, he's one of the best ever. It's, yeah. yeah, it's one of. It, I mean, he strikes fear into people. He really does. Is and it's two different offenses for sure. When Tyreek's not in there and Tyreek's not out there, because the def- the offense is built around our best players for Tua and Tyreek, and that's that's the truth. And you saw last year when Tua wasn't in there, it was difficult for us to move the ball because it's built around our elite players: Tua, Tyreek, J Dub, Raheem, A Chain. Like so, when you were missing one of those pieces then it's got to pick up somewhere else, and we're just figuring that out. So, Raheem's a bad man. Woo. That guy is Bro, something. Raheem's a he, bad man. Hey, now, you know what? Yep. Talking about what you saw when Tyreek was out, you saw that number two is Raheem Mostert. And, and I, Waddle can play ball. I want to take a shot at anybody. I wish Waddle, My man Cedric. I wish Waddle got more passes, more – more deep throws, like I, 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 I'm that I was, I was chomping for that last night. I mean, Cedric Wilson hit a couple of DBs with the Humpty Dumpty too. Yep. Like you saw some great players, but Raheem Mostert is that dude. Started the fourth quarter, he was averaging five yards a carry. Yeah, that doesn't happen nowadays in the NFL. He is really good. He's, yeah. a, he's a fun guy to root for too. Yeah. He's an interesting he's guy. He's got 18 on the season, 18 touchdowns on the season, and ties Ricky Williams. Yeah, that's season. crazy. Yeah, yep. and there's five games left, four games four left. Games yeah, left. yeah. Uh, Rick, Rick had my sternum bruise one time. <laughs> yeah, that, that just practice. doesn't sound appealing. That doesn't sound. Like... <laughs> that was a practice. Yeah, nah. <laughs> practice. Uh, Javon Holland's going to stick with us for the next hour here at Hollywood Kia. And we'll talk some more Dolphins. We'll talk about Crowder's comedy debut coming up Thursday night at the Improv. We got a lot of stuff to get to. We'll get caught up on headlines at the top of the hour as well. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Boy, you should have zigged. What's your zag? You should have zigged. Hawk and Crowder. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.